Hello, everybody. It's Laura Eisenhower. I'm here today with my good friend, Jillian Malone, who has been on quite the journey and just really wanting to hold space for her, to support her. And uh, she's uh, got a surgery coming up, <clears throat> which you guys saw in the link that um, we shared May 3rd, right? And That's right. Nope. Yeah. So I just really want to hear from you and you know how this all came about and what you've been kind of dealing with and what it like alternative options that look really promising are coming up for you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really just going to be educational, but the kind of speakers we have, a few of them have gone through their own breast cancer journey. Then we got Dr. Macklin and then her husband, Mark Malone, who's uh, really researched a lot about the particular type of cancer she has, which I'm going to ask her about. And it's, it's like so important for us to come together and you know, do donations are optional, but so appreciated and your, you know, prayers and everything. I know this is all going to, you know, really turn out and, you know, this is what to me it's all about is really just looking at it from every angle on a holistic level and just seeing that, um, you know, there isn't anything that we can't overcome and community is so important. So it's just been so, I, I it just means so much to me to gather here for you because love you so much and you're just such a wonderful mother of these three beautiful kids and and you and mark uh yeah just mean a lot to so many of us and um just really just want to support you in every way we possibly can so tell us about it like you got this diagnosis and it's not a cancer maybe a lot of people know about it sort of responds to treatment a lot differently than others so tell us about your journey and, and what you've discovered and found out yeah so it's actually been a real whirlwind of a few months because that's all it's really been um, about three months since my diagnosis and we've learned a lot in that short period of time. Um, I have triple negative breast cancer which serves about 10 to 15 percent of the breast cancer um, of the whole breast cancer as a whole and it generally um, affects women of childbearing age and oncologists can't really put their finger on what's causing it. You know, is it hormones, um, what it is? But since my diagnosis, um, you know, of course, the traditional oncologist suggested chemo. Um, they told me because of the size and how quickly it was growing that they couldn't operate on my breast or, or maybe I would have considered that. Um, but they were pushing about a year of chemo, doing starting out weekly tre treatments for three months and then moving on to um, the more heavy three weeks apart spaced um, and then shrinking the tumor and then operating. And it just didn't feel right to me to poison, you know, my whole, I know it's the right choice for some people and some cancers it is, but uh, it didn't feel right for me to just poison my whole body. I wanted to try to support my, my body naturally to heal. Um, and so we did research and we found that triple negative breast cancer doesn't really respond to chemo all the time either you know there's a big chance that it's not and then it's going to come back more aggressively and i ultimately decided that that was not the chance that i wanted to take so we we started doing a lot of um alternative things uh, different kind of off-label drugs they call it which is like repurposing drugs for for cancer treatments um and still the cancer is it, the way it acts it's just very aggressive i just had about 30 vials of blood drawn to test for everything under the sun and I'm perfectly healthy other than my cancer cells and they're through the roof. So it's just, it's kind of mind boggling that way. So next Wednesday, 
I found a doctor. Um, her name is uh, Jean Stryker, and she is she's kind of um, a pioneer in this cryoablation procedure where she's actually going to go in. She's going to um, take probes, place them inside the tumors, and I have lymph node involvement too. About three of my lymph nodes have grown together. Um, so she's gonna. I, I didn't catch that. That three of the lymph nodes have have what? Have grown together into a mass. Okay. Uh huh. Probably about um, an inch and a half. So it's it just keeps growing. But this procedure she's doing um, is is gonna melt the tumors away by freezing them with very cold gas, um, and then your body just kind of dissolves it. Um, it starts to recognize the cancer because part of the problem is my, my body is not, rec my own immune system is not recognizing it. And then she also gives um, at the same time, a very low dose of immunotherapy to just kind of help the procedure along. And we found studies that that in conjunction with an antiparasitic drug, which I don't want to name because I don't want to get censored, but um, it's one that is used to treat river blindness that paired in high doses with that has an extremely good success rate. And that's, we feel like that's, this is our best chance. So. Right. After May 3rd, you'll, yeah, begin to be able to do that. Yeah. And th I mean, this is, I mean, when insurance doesn't cover it and you got three kids to raise, it's, it's like so much. And I mean, but you're doing it and, you know, I just, I mean, what's that been like just raising three kids and having to kind of just come up with all this. You've got to jump on a plane. I mean, these treatments aren't exactly cheap, right? So. Right. Yeah. So um, she charges, I mean, she has to make a living, right? So she charges um, 10,500 for the procedure. Oh, no, excuse me, 11,500. 11, and then she has to travel to Arizona to do it because the medical laws are better there. And she's based out of California. So she rents a facility and then there's a facility charge of 7,000. So the total we're coming in at about 18. Right, and right. Yeah. yeah, so anything that people just, the smallest amount is even anything, you know, is helpful, but just your presence here, holding space and just all your thoughts and prayers, you know, I mean, it's just incredible to be on this kind of journey because when you really dive into just, you know, solutions, that just becomes something that everybody can learn and grow from. And I mean, I just really know that and, and just really envision that this is just gonna all fall into place and be successful. You both just are so tuned in and are such incredible researchers and you're not just gonna let yourself not listen into your intuition. So I feel so good about where all this is heading. And um, yeah, so, um, you look like, you know, really like healthy. And so how's your energy levels been like just keeping up with everything and how are you processing things? I mean, um, what are you kind of like feeling in your being as you sort of navigate this journey? Yeah. So it's a, a lot of ups and downs. I'm very optimistic. I just have, I always thought I would live a very long life and I just see that for myself. So being told that you have a poor prognosis is not great. And I feel really good. You know, I've, I've changed a lot of my, uh, bad habits. I kind of went along with being pregnant for three years, you know, almost three years straight. Um, so I feel really healthy, but at the same time, the, the cancer just keeps growing. But the fact that I feel healthy, uh, is a good indication that my lymph nodes doing its job and keeping it in check, you know, even though 
cancer cells are accumulating there. It's not spreading to other parts of my body. And it's been about three months since we did the, the scan and the scan showed it had not spread anywhere else. So that's, that's good. Or the prognosis is a bit more <laughs> bleak. But um, yeah, I, I feel my energy's up. Um, there's some days, of course, I I just get really sad because I, I if I, you know, I have to kind of come to peace with all possibilities, you know, say I, I don't make it very long and then I have to be at peace with that. But at the same time, like I just, I want to see my kids grow up, you know, and then there's that pain inside me for them, you know, that if I were to leave that they wouldn't have a mother. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's going to be so much. I mean, the epigenetics, just the whole idea of just, you know, when somebody says something's like bleak or doesn't look so good, you know, the power of the mind. And I know that you, as an astrologer and somebody who dives deep into just consciousness that, uh, you know, we can reprogram ourselves or our DNA and just everything in our bodies to just really influence ourselves to not like create a belief or attachment to what somebody might be, you know, telling us. Right. So um, it's got to, you know, take a lot every day to, you know, just sort of refocus on, you know, what thought forms will also energetically like help with this process. And I know some of our speakers are really going to help us dive deep into what their process was like, um, taking it to a whole nother level, you know, as far as the energy work. Right. And, um, but yeah, we're just like holding so much love and just, completely envisioning that this will be an just a victorious and triumphant outcome for you and uh your family and i really look forward to hearing what mark has to say i know he's got a presentation so we got three great presentations um so tell us a little bit about yeah you've got you've got three kids you had them like what all within a three-year period that is amazing when i i was checking your facebook and i'm like because i've known jillian for a while uh we uh, met, I think, at some event. But we had just been online friends for a long time. I had her featured on my website, and as soon as she's ready to do readings again, um, yeah, I, I absolutely will put her back. She's just an incredible astrologer. And we met, yeah, years ago, and then I was just uh, when I lost my Facebook accounts. I'm like trying to reconnect with everybody. I'm like, where's Jillian? Like, and I, I see her page, and I'm like, one beautiful baby after another, all within the three year period. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If I saw the picture of her and her family, but yeah, what a journey! Like you met Mark, and um, and just boom, three three beautiful babies. So what was that like? There's three children, like right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was well. The first one, you know, we we planned. Aaron is the oldest. He's three. He just turned three last March. We had gotten married and I, um, I was 33 when we got married. So I thought, you know, I, I want to start having babies. And then the next two were not planned. They just kind of kept happening. But now with all this going on, I'm so glad that they did. So we had Aaron who was born the day of the lockdowns, March 12th, 2020. So his astrology is very <laughs> reflective of that chaos. He's, <laughs> he's a chaotic boy, but we love him so much. Um, triple water sign. Um, and then we had Iona after that. And she has a lot of the same chart, love them or hate them, uh, Trump energy, a lot of the same. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, she's our little Gemini. 
She was born in 2021. And then in 2022, we had Sky, and she was born on the Lion's Gate eight, eight, at 828 pounds. Oh my goodness. How incredible. I could, um, oh, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I just almost want to do a share screen. It's just such adorable pictures. And you guys have gone on vacation recently. And um, do you, so what is it like in South Dakota? You guys are surrounded by friends and family and a lot of support. Do you feel like, you know, I mean, I just immediately had this thought, man, I would fly down and just be a mother's helper because I raised twins, right? And um, I went through quite a lot. And, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, it'd be really nice to have like a friend or somebody to like come over and like give me a hand. Um, so here you are in South Dakota. Are you surrounded by friends, family? Do you feel like you have support as a mother when you're just needing to rest and just really just work on your health and wellness? Do you have a lot of that kind of help? Because so, maybe there are people that are going to be a part of this meeting or who hear this broadcast that might live close to you or know somebody, you know, that's what's so important about community and helping one another. So what is it like there in South Dakota? So part of the reason we moved to South Dakota, we um, were living in California, then Arizona. We moved to Arizona during the lockdowns. Um, and then we moved to, to South Dakota because I have family in Minnesota. So next state over. Um, my mom is still there, um, unfortunately. <sighs> My dad passed away after his second booster, um, but I have also a brother who is moving his whole family back to Minnesota, and he has young children. Um, so, yeah, that's part of the reason. And then we have just found a beautiful community here. You know, I prayed for it. I prayed for um, finding friends because I it's something I hadn't had for a long time, like that community feeling. Um, and we found some really great ones. So I have had a lot of support and kind of going through this journey. I think you realize like that it does take a village and it's made me um, be okay. No, everybody make sure that you're, uh, uh, you're muted because we can hear some uh, interference coming from people who don't have their phones muted. So keep going, Jillian. Yeah, I wonder if maybe if there's a way to mute mute as they come in is there like an option yeah mute? there should be like a mute all yeah I think you might have to do it now yeah I don't know I'm I'll, I'll, I'll look at what my features are if I can do that but okay so you so you 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 have like been uh, managed, you, there's a, a sense of community in where you're living right yes um there is and we have, yeah, I, I joined a mom's group. It's called Freedom Loving Moms Group. And the support I've had with, and that is really great. Um, and just just like God, you know, putting people in my path in mir miraculous ways, I believe that has happened too. Um, and it was, I met this um, lovely older woman that also has breast cancer and we've become really good friends. And it's just nice to have, to have a support system too with someone that kind of like knows what I'm going through. And it was just by chance, I went to an IV club that's not for cancer at all. It just does those like kind of those trendy infusions. And she happened to just be sitting there and we connected and we're the only two people with cancer going there. So it was definitely one of those um, synchronicities. Oh, wow. Right. Oh my gosh. So you, you mentioned that there's a hormonal connection. There was like a birth. Do you, do you feel like you like, can understand sort of the roots of why this might have come about. I think so. Yeah. And um, so after having three babies, you know, we kind of went through, do we want any more? And we weren't certain. So I made the very poor decision. Even I went against my gut to um, 
go on a birth control. And it was two weeks after that birth control that I found a lump. Um, and because I had stopped breastfeeding, I had a really difficult time uh, breastfeeding. My um, baby had tongue ties. And it was another one I, I, I had just kind of gave up. And I, looking back on it, you know, I wish I hadn't. But I found, so I found the lump. And I thought it was related to my milk duct, so ignored it. And then it just kept growing and growing, I mean, really quickly. And I've even had people say to me, like, I didn't think cancer could grow that quickly, but it can. <laughs> it With a, a KI67 score of 91 to 100, so that means all the cells were malignant. And there weren't just anything over 30 is considered aggressive. Mine's, like, very, very aggressive. Um, so it was over 30? Anything over 30, yeah. And mine was 91 to 100. Um, and so now I've had my hormones checked and they're all great right now. But once you get this, this, um, the cancer, it's just kind of like on autopilot. It's almost like, um, the cells ferment and go to a very primitive state, almost like this is kind of weird, but like, you know, and they just keep replicating and they're, they're not, they're apparently from my scans, there's no oxygen going to my breast tumor, which now is about nine centimeters. So in the oxygen, if it could get to it, would help to reduce it? Yes. Cancer does not like oxygen. So right. I've, you know, I've been jogging, trying to get oxygen in my blood, but it's just. And all the oxygenation of like, you know, the, some of the oxygenating herbs, um, like, and like cell food in water that oxygenates the water. Yeah. And so we actually bought a machine called Oxpure. So that's something I've been trying to. So that was another kind of big investment, but we figured, you know, if it's something that's going to help get oxygen in my blood and it uses something called Brown's gas. So it does, it's not direct oxygen. It's putting, um, now I'm just escaping me. I'm not good with stuff like this, but Mark will know. Um, the for Allison's sister. That's Julian. Uh, make sure you're muted. Some really crazy people. Amazing. Mark. Can you mute yourself? I'll uh, try to <laughs> That's clean. Okay. We just throw mine in there. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, keep going. Okay. So, I think we're good on that. Um, yeah. Some people are having some good suggestions here, too. Yeah. We'll have to make sure to save, save the chat. Yeah. Yes. And, and, um, you know, I'm sure you're just putting everything in your body that is it, the most important thing is that once you have the surgery May 3rd, then you'll really be able to sort of tackle. Cause this is a different, you know, I, I know, I think in Mark's presentation, he's going to go into it of how this is different. There's something about the blockers or like this or that, um, you know, cause, um, you know, whatever's like circulating through your bloodstream that can kind of counteract or knock out, you know, sort of the cancer cells. I mean, is it where it's in, it, it's, it's just feeding in, into the tumor, but you can maybe stop the cancer cells in the bloodstream. Is that what you're kind of trying to do right now? Because you said something that is different about this kind of cancer when it comes to the immune system. So, right. Yeah. I think a lot of cancers, the immune system ha has a trouble recognizing that it's cancer. So it's almost like your, your cells want to help it, help it grow. Um, but mine especially does that it's, it's for some reason, it's just my T cells do not want to recognize that it's something it needs to fight. Um, and so after 
I get the, the cryolation and she goes in and freezes everything. Um, the immunotherapy, which is something we really looked into because it is a drug, it's a strong drug and I'm gonna be tired for weeks from it. Um, and there's chances, um, you know, there's things that could go wrong. So you have to kind of think about it, but the, the alternative for me is much worse. Um, so yeah, so it's supposed to help my, my system finally recognize and then start fighting. And just the die off from melting the tumor is also going to do that. Like finally my system will be like, all right, there's dead, um, cancer cells circulating. So it's time to, you know, start fighting them because I'm otherwise so healthy. So it's just kind of, oh yeah. And, and that's totally on your side, you know, just your life force and just, yeah, your frequency, um, just your, you know, consciousness, I mean, is everything just, wow. Gosh, Jillian, it's so wonderful that you, um, are, are sharing all this. And I'm just so glad for everybody that's, you know, shown up here. Is there anything that you want to share before we and uh, bring on Marissa, who's uh, been on a journey. She's uh, she wrote a book about it called Cancer Vixen Instead of Victim. <laughs> and um, just, you know, what a process it's been like engaging in, uh, you know, kind of like writing things out and, and all kinds of things. Um, how do you uh, just, is there anything we haven't shared that you want to share? And if not, like I can ask a question. Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone. I loved Marissa's book. She sent me a signed copy. Um, yeah, I just related to her a lot because I spent my twenties in New York city too. And that's kind of her story about her cancer journey while being there. Um, and I want to thank all the speakers, everyone who donated, everyone who's participating, all the prayers. It's just, it's really touched my heart. You have no idea how much it means. Even, you know, people just keeping me in their prayers. I really do appreciate, I believe in the power of prayer power of intention and I feel it. I really do. So thank you. Yeah, my goodness. Just really love you so much, and we'll can like just share this and just continue to like bring in just that energy of like you know prayer and and yeah just the focused intent and everything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, when you um like sort of work the energy on a creative level, I mean, what, what are you finding? Like, is a lot like kind of like coming up, like energetically, like, like epiphanies, like things kind of coming through that, um, like your own internal guidance of just, uh, or like breakthrough sort of epiphanies of, you know, how, you know, your mind might be shifting in the face of this, that, you know, how sometimes when we're like up against a challenge, like another doorway opens, that opens us up to more than we can imagine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does anything like kind of come in that, uh, has just given you this extra guidance along with the synchronicities? Yeah, I I really believe that I was given this challenge for a purpose and that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, it's, I'm, it's God's given it to me as a gift and coupled with my husband's mind, my husband has an amazing um, analytical scientific mind. And he, when he presents, you know, he's done so much, so much research in such a short time and his is going to be more scientific and off it goes over my head but I really believe that um this challenge was presented so that we can help other people eventually you know we have to get through it ourselves first and um can feel feel difficult at times but um and also just realizing what's important in life you know just not getting caught up in silly things silly drama anymore because 
I just I'm so focused now I just want to love my my kids to pieces and oh yeah yeah and that's very much the journey for a lot of very advanced souls that come in it's like taking on these challenges rising above it and I mean this is a part of the bigger picture sort of healing um what you know the challenges and struggles and adversities that we take on that we rise above and 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 see you know ways to you know move through it and and heal uh just yeah I mean that's what I completely felt right away when when I I heard this I was like oh yeah no you know being such an advanced soul star seed just you and Mark both of you together it's like oh gosh you know just this challenge is going to um unearth like this inspiration and this like ability to just um raise the vibration of awareness and and um just you know just how we can tackle these sort of things on a level that maybe uh the medical industry doesn't really provide because real healing um is has to be addressed on a holistic level we're multidimensional beings and and there's all sorts of things that um can be discovered that the world needs to be reminded of so i know i know you're on that kind of mission and um yeah it's it's uh Time to bring on Marissa, who is the author of the book that uh, we sent to you and about being the cancer vixen, not victim. And she's a really good friend of mine. We're going to be doing a show together called Divine Mother Earth Time. And we're going to love to have you as a guest, Jillian, to come on and because um, you're a divine mother. And uh, and then, yeah, we're going to uh, just listen to our wonderful speakers that are here. So Marissa, hey, good to see you. Hey, Laura, great to see you. Great to be here and great to see you, Jillian. So Jillian, um, when you were diagnosed, Laura was actually at my apartment oh, and wow. she immediately- No, 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 she, she had already been diagnosed. Oh, she, I, you're, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah, when I got to your apartment, I was um, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'd already known that she had been diagnosed. But anyway, but yes, I was at your apartment and we were like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, Laura, but the fact is, Laura is really one of the most courageous and generous people I know. And she's all about the mother and your mother and Mother Earth. And she's all about holding space for the divine feminine. And I just, first of all, want to thank Laura for doing this, for, for what she does for you and what she does for all of humanity and Mother Earth. And just really, really, really honored to be here. And I just want to thank you, Laura. I want to also tell you, Jillian, that um, wherever, whatever you need, I am here for you. And if I could do anything, I will do it. And um, since you're part of the sisterhood in more ways than one, <laughs> if there's anything I can help you with, or I, I will absolutely move mountains for you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, let's see. I just wanted to wish everybody here, first of all, you, Jillian, perfect health, love and happiness on your journey. And uh, I want to wish that for your family and wish it for everybody here and everybody watching. Um, and I'm just really honored to be here with Laura, you and your family, Aurora, Dr. Macklin and Seth, as you navigate your, your road to perfect health. Um, let's see. So, uh, okay. So cancer, right? When I was diagnosed, I was about to get married and 
and I've been actually, I've actually had cancer three times. The first one was breast cancer. The second, the second and third was melanoma. And um, it never happens when you expect it. And for me, it happened when I was really at my happiest. Well, one of my, I'm very happy now, but one of my happiest points, um, I was about to get married for the first time at 43. This was 19 years ago. I just told my age, but that's right. <laughs> um, I was selling cartoons regularly to the New Yorker and I had a monthly cartoon in Glamour. And I just had a lot of people that I loved around me. I also had a lot of issues with um, what was going on in my life at that point. But it felt like when I got the diagnosis, it was like cancer your wedding, cancer your career, cancer your life. It didn't, it was like cancer was a canceling moment. And I was really, really freaked out and really traumatized by it as we all are when we get that diagnosis. Um, also at that point, I was on deadline for Glamour magazine. And um, when I told my Glamour editor, her second response was, breast cancer, do you want to write about it? Her first response was actually, you know, obviously, how are you doing, et cetera. And I thought about it. So I was walking down Hudson River, you know, like in the West Village, you know, walking out along the water, along the water. Um, I was with my friend, Bob Morris, who is actually a writer for the New York Times. And he was one of my best friends, he still is. And I was in sweats and ratty sneakers and really depressed. And he looked at me and he's like, look at you, you're a victim. And I said, well, you know, I had breast cancer and this is what's going on. Glamour wants me to write about it. And he says, well, what are you gonna call it? And I looked at him and I said, I'm thinking of calling it breast case scenario, which he thought was a terrible title. And he told me, he's like, look at you. You look like a victim, where's the vixen? You're the daughter of a shoe designer. And it's true, my mother who plays a big role in my book and in my life and which is another reason why I appreciate the whole mother energy so my mother was a shoe designer uh and when I was in the womb she got this phone call from Jackie Kennedy who wanted my mother to design shoes my mother was the head designer of Delman shoes and my mother thought it was a joke and she said no this is really me I'm a size 11 shoe and can you design a pair of shoes for me um, for this big event. And the event was actually JFK's inauguration. So my mother designed Jackie's shoes. So I was wearing these ratty sneakers and my friend Bob said, you're the daughter of a shoe designer. You look like a victim, where's the vixen? And then he said, that's what you should call it, babe. You should call, call it cancer vixen. So I went back to my drawing board and I drew myself as a cancer vixen. And that's how I imagined myself that whole cancer year. And I realized at that point that our thoughts are really things and you are who you think you are. And it was such an empowering moment for me, just seeing myself as not a victim, which is like everybody, you know, you're the cancer vic victim thing. Really, I hated that. And I did everything in my power to empower myself and rise above this, this diagnosis. So um, 
I went back to Glamour and I told them I was going to call the piece. It was a piece in Glamour at that point, Cancer Vixen. And I started writing everything down. And I, for that reason, when I was writing things down, I never called it my, and I will use, leave a space between the word cancer because I didn't want to own it. I wanted to get it off me and on the page. As a writer, they say, you know, put your rage on the page. So I was getting all the anger, the rage, the frustration, the fear, everything I went through, I put it on the page. And I think that that is really very important to um, get it out of your system and put it somewhere else. I didn't realize at the point that point that it's called, that process is called subjective journaling, you know, writing it all down. And I really thought about that. And my mother, who was with me through every, almost every uh, chemo session, whenever I was feeling something, she'd say, write it down, it's material. And I actually was friends with Nora Ephron, who coined the term, life is material, right? She said, everything's material. And, uh, Nora, by the way, was an incredible person. Um, so I wrote everything, everything down. And I have to say that was really, really important to me. So um, when I went through the cancer treatments, um, another thing I did was I practiced the law of distraction, which is instead of like whenever like a needle went into my hand and instead of looking at the needle, I would look at a pair of shoes. Like I would look past it and I would always wear a pair of beautiful shoes. Again, I would do everything and anything I could to empower myself, to propel myself forward. I would, you know, focus on the wedding that was coming up. I would focus on, you know, things that were going on that I always like try to imagine my future. I would always think of things to look forward to. Again, I was practicing what I call the law of distraction. Um, I was always reading books by like Florence Govel Shin about how to, you know, how to uh, process the energy. And I would always work with the energy. I would um, every morning cut my Aka cords and cut away the negativity, toxicity, toxicity. And um, I'd always put myself in a white protective bubble. I realized um, there were certain things that were going on in my life that really kind of annoyed me. And then I just would trick my mind and do different things. Like for instance, I was about to marry a, a restaurateur and there were always these women around him and I would just see them as not as threats, but you know, just sort of, um, I would just transfer it and see them as uh, people that really weren't threatening to me. And, and so I would really just look at things in a whole different way because I think cancer in a weird way, um, I'm not saying it's a great thing to have, but it is a challenge and it is a life lesson. And, and it, I think, you know, I came out the other side stronger um, going through that whole process. Um, so when I was going through it, I, one of the things I did was I always draw shoes. I drew things, I drew things, I literally drew things to me that made me feel better. And I thought my drawing board was like a magnetizing board. I would draw the outcomes that I wanted. Again, I would always, you know, if I felt really threatened or I felt fearful, I would always 
remember that I was drawing the cancer vixen energies to me. Um, and again, like thinking about the mother and about channeling the, the energy of the mother. Um, I'm a de devotee of Mother Mary, and I would always pray to her. I would pray to her every day and always channel her and always um, ask for her, ask her for guidance and all the saints in heaven. And I had my mother praying for me. I had people praying the rosary, but I felt like anything you do, any kind of faith, calling on consciousness, calling on source energy, that was really empowering to me. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things I thought about all the time was when I was diagnosed, like, where did this come from? And I thought about all the things I could do to help make sure that I had a healthy outcome. And I did this thing called the cancer guessing game, which is something that we all go through, which is, you know, how do you figure out where did the cancer come from? Was it... Uh, was it being living near a nuclear reactor? Was it um, the parabens in, in your deodorant? Was it um, pesticides? I mean, when I wrote this book um, in 2006, people were like, are you crazy pesticides, parabens? And now look what's happening. Um, and I, so I just think that uh, there's so much we don't know, but there's so much we do know internally. And I think it's really important to trust ourselves and trust our instincts. And, and I think in terms of healing and our healing journey, I think we are the best healers and we have everything we need within ourselves. I'm almost sorry that I did have chemotherapy at the time, but at the time it was 20 years ago. And that's the kind of treatments that were available at the time. Um, I had a friend who was diagnosed with the same cancer that you were diagnosed with. And I mentioned that to my friend's sister that ivermectin could really help her. And when she brought it up to her New York City oncologist two years ago or a year ago, she got laughed at as a Trumper because it was ivermectin, which is ridiculous. So, I mean, there's a whole lot that we can learn, but there's a whole lot more the medical establishment can learn. And um, I think when you go through something like cancer or, or anything in life, it's really important to be, you know, your own healer, your um, your own advocate, your own doctor, your own mother, your own, you have to be your own everything because it's like we have to take responsibility for ourselves and our families. So, and our bodies and our whole healing journey. So. I just realized that um, it's really, really important to educate yourself and also put it out there and trust the universe and really uh, create, again, the law of distraction or create your own outcome. And like, I think a lot about uh, Dolores Cannon and again, Florence Scovel Shin and the lessons that they have taught us. And that is to really put everything out there in the ether and it'll come down and your thoughts will become your reality. I always go back to the fact that our thoughts are thin things and you are who, whatever you think you are. Um, I think that uh, 
the whole cancer thing did strengthen my connection to uh, pretty much everything that I think is really, really good and, it, and healthy. And um, it really showed me that, you know, you can create your own life. Um, I love that what you talk about the law of distraction. I've, mm -hmm. I haven't thought about that because you, you do. I think when you get a cancer diagnosis, it becomes just your whole world and you'd you don't really want it to be right because it is so all encompassing, but you still want to live your life and, and act on those things that give you joy. And I just really loved your graphic no novel because it's so raw in all the emotions I think that you go through. Um, and I would assume that almost everyone that gets the that cancer diagnosis first goes through like a period where you are depressed, where it's, or it's kind of shocking. It's depressed. I went through that. I only let myself sit there for a few days, um, but I was listening to um, a, a video by Chris Beats Cancer, and I, I haven't I haven't delved too much into his work, but he had a really great um, intro video on his website where he said that you must have the will to live too, because you know sometimes living is hard, and <laughs> it's like it can be like you know if you don't have the will to live you don't have the optimistic outcome, it can really take you down. Um, so I just appreciated all. Thank you. I have to say the can't having that diagnosis did strengthen my will to live. And it made me fight harder for uh, my connection with the, with the God source of the mother, my connection with my family and made me focus on the things that are really important to me. And, um, there's also there was also like a humorous side to it too, which was um, I did it. I'm, this was again twenty over twenty years ago when I did this, the cancer card, right? And it got you out of all the things that you didn't want to do, like all the obligations, all the dinners, all the people that you didn't want to see. Um, you know, the cancer card gave you easy access, um, no license, no ID, no problem. I was like, if I walked into a building. I would like to say, hey, I just, you know, diagnosed with cancer. Like, okay, they didn't want to deal with me. Or, um, you know, if I didn't want to have breakfast with somebody, be like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling well. Okay, you know. So there was like, there's a, there is like, there are humorous sides to everything, even cancer. And the other thing that I noticed or went through back then is like all the things like a lot of the modalities of um allopathic medicine the side effect is cancer like when i was talking about having radiation the side effect was cancer i mean like you have you're having something that is supposed to be healing and the side effect is cancer so it's just like being vigilant on all the different things that you put into your body and put into your head, it's like the input output theory, you know, it's like, what are you ingesting? What are you taking in? And like questioning and thinking about what you're taking in because, you know, that, that will stay in you and you have to, and being vigilant and doing things, making healthier choices, choices that are more healing instead of, instead of choices that are harmful. So I really thought a lot about that. And it's interesting that you say, you know, talking about having the will to live because, you know, there's so many things in life to live for that we take for granted, like your children. I wanted to live, you know, for my family. I wanted to live for my mother who was so 
devastated by this diagnosis. And now here I am 20 years later and um, now I'm taking care of my mother. So I'm really grateful that I survived that and I'm able to be there for her when she was there for me. And I just think that again, you know, life is, you can create your life, you know, you can, whatever it is you're going through, if you're going through any kind of trauma and you write it down, you will get that trauma off you and it'll be on the page. And who knows what can happen to whatever you're writing. It could become a book, you know, it could become a play. It could become a testament or a testimony to your life that you could pass down to your children. It could inspire uh, somebody else in your family. It can inspire your friends. It could be a lightning rod to somebody else. Um, it could be a movie. It could be a TV series. It could be like, who knows? I really think that sometimes we are thrown challenges in life to make us become better people. I feel like even though I was diagnosed with this terrible thing, what came out of it was, you know, something really empowering and it, it did make me a better person. I'm not saying I'm grateful that I got it, but I am saying that um, I do think, you know, whatever doesn't, I do think that, you know, things do make us stronger. So um, I think that in life, you are whatever you think you are. So let your imagination run wild and go create your perfect life. And I yeah. think that there's so many people around you, Jillian, that really, really love you and are here for you and that really, you know, want to do whatever they can for you. And I think it's really a blessing to see that in your life. I know I certainly did. There were people around who came out of the woodwork who I didn't even know were my friends who were asking me how they can help. To the, they want me to go with, they offered to go with me when I was, when I had to go for a mammogram, which I, <laughs> I don't even know if I believe in them anymore, honestly. Um, you know, I, I had people, you know, wanting to just uh, go with me to any doctor's appointments I had. So I'm really, really grateful. Like it was another, what happened was a lot of people came, you know, were there for me that I didn't know. And I, I didn't realize there was so much love around me. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. do, do you feel that too? Yes, I've had that experience. I've had people that I don't even know bring me meals and it was just so appreciated because I went through a period where I, I didn't know what was feeding my cancer. So I had like um, kind of a food phobia. So it, and I still have to cook for my family. So they bring me meals to feed my family. So I went up to do that and just all kinds of acts of kindness, you know, that people from people I don't know, from people that I maybe were acquaintances that showed me a lot of love and now are friends. Um, just because like, when you go through something difficult and someone touches your heart so much, you can't help but have a connection with them. So yeah, I, I feel that too. I definitely, yeah, I definitely felt that myself. And those are the people that you hang on to because those are the ones that are, you know, showing you love when, and I just realized back then, and it's a good reminder because I don't, I wasn't feeling it lately, but there is a lot of love out there and there are really good people still out there who 
really want to be there for you. And, and it, it did strengthen my hope in, in humanity. So, which is something that, you know, is a good reminder, especially now. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's really, um, I really feel that, you know, it's, it's something to focus on. So, and I, and you have a great amount, you have a great team behind you and there's so many great people and you have great speakers. And um, my dear friend Aurora is going to be speaking to, to you also. And I can't wait to hear what she has to say because she's yeah. really quite brilliant. Um, Aurora, thank you so much. <laughs> so I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to be here. And again, thoughts are things. We are who, whatever we think we are, just let your imagination run wild and go create your perfect life and perfect health. And we are here for you on your journey and send you love and happiness and everybody here. Thank you. Thank you, Marissa. I love you. Thank you. Love you so too, beautiful, Marissa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now we have a, that was so beautiful. Gosh. Now we have Aurora who's going to present for us. And Aurora is a healer, author, and host of many workshops. And she will be uh, talking to us about her journey and how she healed herself of breast cancer. And she's going to share her wisdom on energetics and healing. And uh, Aurora, we, we do the Cosmic Mother Rising. And um, it's so wonderful that you've joined us today. So Thank you, such an honor to be here with you all. Thank you for all who have joined us. I am Aurora. I am, like Laura said, galactic historian and author. I am also a past life regressionist and I am the founder of Aura Hypnosis Sensitive Removal Past Life Regression, as well as several other courses. You can check out more information about me, which I host retreats, workshops. I have a workshop coming up this Sunday, teaching you how to body scan and heal yourself. You becoming your own self healer where you don't look for others to heal you, you self heal yourself. So. Yeah, find out more information about me through risingphoenixaurora.com and also on Patreon where you can also um, find more information. And then also here's the book, Galactic Soul History of the Universe. You can check that out under Amazon. It goes through the journey of the universe and her, our beautiful universe can just tell her journey and how it is that we are in this matrix, in this world where we have to self-heal ourselves from these inversions, like beautiful Jillian, who has been talking. Jillian, it's such an honor to be here with you. I love you with all that I am. You're such a beautiful soul. And I believe and align with everything that you have said so far as far as your healing and what you see as far as your intuition on how you self-heal, how this journey will be is profound and the way that you reach the masses once you're done with it. I feel that you're viewing your organic timeline and that you just need to manifest it and bring that forth. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. This is very brave of you to be sharing this with us. Okay. Thank you. So beautiful. Now um, you're going to hear things, everything that I do, it must be divinely dynamic. <laughs> so you're going to hear things about uh, cancer, you know, the disease cancer that you probably won't hear anywhere else or some people shy from talking about these kind of things, but that's what I'm here to do. I'm here for one hour to speak to you guys about what is cancer, how can you heal from it, 
Um, so all the wisdom that I've gained through the past life regression, I've seen uh, close to about 4,000 people all together through all my courses in the last six years, which is a lot of people. And I've conducted 551 sessions of past life regression or hypnosis. So out of those, I would say about at least anywhere from 50 to 70 of them had cancer at one point in time in their life or they healed from it or they were currently they currently had cancer and healed themselves during the session so i'll be sharing with you all the wisdom and knowledge that i have gained through all these beautiful souls who have come to me through uh, the whole entire world um internationally so thank you to them for sharing their wisdom with us because it was their higher self's perspectives and knowledge that was shared to me so that i can now be the messenger for to you guys and how to overcome, self-heal, transform, alchemize, metamorphosis out of cancer. So yes, just like Laura said, I did have breast cancer. Um, and the way I self-healed is I needed to, first of all, find the root. And now I do have the root to why I had cancer. I do have a video on the rumble, which I talk about an hour of what is cancer. Also my journey with cancer, which was very profound. And it is, it's on rumble because it is sensitive content. So you can go check that out um maybe i'll add i'll add my link so you guys can find it if you go in any, any of my social media groups you can find it there um but what i can tell you is that the way i self-healed from cancer was through the courses that i teach but number one was working with the elements also forgiving myself figuring out what was the root to what was occurring and causing the cancer and i'm going to go through a a big explanation as far as what are the different types of how it what can causes cancer so i'll be going through that but for me was forgiving myself and which we you don't realize when you place blame on yourself you have some kind of expectations for yourself you are being hateful towards yourself and you're also directing negative energy to yourself so there's any type of lower vibrational emotions feelings are being directed and your cells your body is is hearing it so then your body is just reacting to it now um so i just keep talking and then you all just like interrupt me if you have any questions i'll just keep flowing okay um so mm -hmm. wow so beautiful job marissa and laura and jill already I loved your journey that you explained and how you explained, you know, even about the toxins and how you don't even might not even believe in manograms and all these, you know, the medical industry. So with the time frame that I've seen, you know, these thousands of people, story after story of medical malpractice, um, you know, making the world into being sick and having illness so that they can make their money and keep the people sickly because without the people being sick, then they can't profit, right? So astrocities that I've heard over and over, and I have to say specifically, I'm not a licensed physician, but I will be sharing people's journeys as far as what they went through, okay? And especially in the medical and um, yeah, me medical industry, okay. So some of the major things, though, that we have found as we're in the quantum world and they're talking about energy, physical, um, spiritual, 
because it could be related not just to yourself, but also past life memories, past life coding that is in your DNA. And I'm going to be talking very big about your DNA because that is where the healing occurs and where the root is where you can heal anything. As you all have heard, you we've been teaching from the very beginning that you can self heal anything. What is that that invertedness that is within you that is causing the illness and you can do anything so major things that cause um, cancer are basically chemtrails. I mean, I'm in Chicago right now and I'm looking at a sky that is completely white, like it's a uh, fog, a inverted white artificial fog and the sun is trying to pierce through. So why are they trying to do that to our sun? We'll talk about that more, but yes. So the intakes that is happening and that is going into your body. So one, the chemtrails, you can check it out. TikTok's actually really good. YouTube, Rumble, you know, um, BitChute on some of these things, topics that you want to look into yourself. Um, the metals are being infused into our body through food. And you all are already aware of this. Um, all parts that they can insert metals into us is what initially is the beginning energy, the inversion that causes one of the major things of, of cancer. Now, so, so we talked about emotions, about not being kind to ourselves and loving to ourselves in some form. We also were, so we're now we're talking about the chemicals that are being inserted into us through our skin, who is like a sponge and absorbs its entire environments. Um, and then I also want to talk about the energy. The energy too is very important because we are uh, often when people are working on cancer, they, they say that it's us that's causing it. It's not just us that's causing it. It's also our outside environment and has a lot to do with whoever's around, who you surround yourself with as well. Like if you have a family, a friend, a circle that is supposed to be really infinite love for you, but they're actually they're not sending you infinite love. Maybe, you know, they have the V and they got some dark stuff in them that they're trying to work through. And so the people also surrounding you can actually give you the negative energy that then would make the would make the um, the cells within you fight and attack each other. So again, it's not just you because we, what, what are we seeing? We're seeing like children, right? Get cancer. Why would little babies and children get cancer? It's because of the outside environment. And also a lot of these children, what I've been uh, told is that they are soaking in the toxins, the venom from maybe their parents, pair of friends that might be part of the parents. So it's, it's the environment completely energetically, spiritually, emotional, all of it. So Okay, a lot of it has to do also with vaccinations. The minute the child is born, they insert the vaccinations. We talk about all this content during everything that um, all that we share. <clears throat> so initially, what is happening to the cells within the body that are making them turn against each other? So first of all, in order for you to turn your own cells against each other, it would have to have the different properties of what I said, the, the, the energy, the emotion, the physicality, and your environment. At some point, when you start receiving cancer, it has triggered and 
turn these cells to go against the organic cells, the ones that are positive. So what has, it's a virus, basically. It's a virus that is a potence. Now you could call it negative energy, a curse, you know, um, past life trauma, current life trauma, something that you're still holding on to and you cannot let go. It basically turns the cells against yours. Again, it could, this could be self done or by others. Now, um, which is why we teach to surround yourself with source of light. Now, Jillian and everyone else who has received, um, who has had cancer, has overcome it. That is number one. You start shielding. You start surrounding yourself with source of light from your heart and you start calling forth on source. And also while you have all these people who are sending prayers, who are helping you, sometimes they don't have positive intentions, even though they claim they do, or they're doing some kind of meditation or whatever they're doing. Not everyone in that inner circle will have positive energy towards you. So setting very strong boundaries within yourself and your, your family have, we, you know, Jillian, you have such a beautiful family. I am a mother as well of, of, beautiful children as well and my beautiful husband so it's like okay i am i teach sovereignty fierceness strength so you have to very set a strong boundary when you're sending when people are sending you energy that you say higher self source i only allow and accept source of light and that's all i will allow that is it because some of that energy that people claim is positive is not positive and it, it could then influence and affect our energy because it's all about energy within our body the body has been made always to self-feel and i am writing book one uh, book two right now and of course not a coincidence um jillian and laura and everyone who is here thank you to the 21 who are watching right now in my in this chapter um, i am it's a chapter where these beautiful twelve thousand light warriors have come to earth and they're they just came straight from source and they're holding this light to replenish the plasmic core inside earth so that she wouldn't say um implode upon herself this planet our, our planet was in a very hard time when these twelve thousand started coming and then one of the things that she actually went through was she went through cancer and she had um had her breasts removed in um, the chapter that I was writing last night and she the, the what the higher self said was that she had too many expectations and she was putting blame on herself and didn't feel that her life was going according to exactly how she wanted to go and that originally in her organic blueprint of her soul the blueprint that she set up for her in this life she never was supposed to get cancer she just got it because of the constant negativity that she was directing towards herself without realizing it. So she overcame it and was with me in that moment in time where she was actually going through the process and the higher self had confirmed that that she had been healed. So I've had, you know, clients that heal whenever they're in the hypnosis because the key reason why is because we're combining the energy, the physical, the also the, the herbs and all this into a session like a past life regression you're talking to your higher self source your angelic team whatever ascended master you communicate to and they are focusing intently powerful divine energy onto your body which then starts eradicating transmuting the cells inside you that then are attacking the organic cells 
So it is the key is truly besides all that we mentioned is definitely healing yourself to the, through the quantum realm. And now you could do that through many forms, but the the highest potential that I've seen happen within the people that I work with is through past past life regression entity removal because you're talking to you yourself, and at that point your higher self higher self and source can heal anything no matter what anyone says they can heal anything no matter whether you have cancer vaccinations whatever you have that has been inserted into your body they can detoxify these and, and remove these out because everything is energy um again so how to heal from it things that are so simple um well we teach courses on how to remove infringements within you which would be root causes to cancer or any type of illness and disease. Now, um, the sun, the sun is most powerful. And one of the reasons why they're blocking it right now is that you want to lay in the sun for hours, be outside, for example, dealing with your beautiful children, sitting in the grass and staying in a positive mindset. I can do anything. I can still feel, I love my children. And I love, especially what you said about how you have really focused more on the children versus and the love that you have around you versus perhaps sometimes people's distractions or how they try to pull us out pull us into these inverted games we have no time for that we we have a mission and for example jillian and whoever has had cancer our mission was to heal ourselves so the sun hours as many hours as you can it is false that the sun actually causes cancer that is false what actually causes cancers again this knowledge was shared through me through all, all this data that i've collected from all these people is actually the 11 love to the earth <laughs> the suntan lotion that actually has a chemical compound that once the sun hits the suntan lotion it triggers and it soaks into the body and it creates an infringement it creates cancer um, or even breast cancer. Breast cancer specifically is related to not loving yourself, not um, hating, hating upon yourself, but also like not perhaps going into the nurturing of ourselves. Because especially for us feminine with the breasts, what do we do with the breasts? It's about nurturing and we're also giving life to our babies. So in what form are, is this area being blocked? And how can we alchemize and heal our breasts so that they could be nurturing and loving towards the children, working within the body? Like even like your milk can actually heal this. Your milk is so sacred. It gives life force to your baby as, as they're growing, you know? So imagine what it could do for you if you alchemize it and feel it and it's a constant meditation, becoming a real ascended master of yourself. As Marissa said, it's you become your healer, your doctor, your everything that you can think of. And you have, sounds like you have such a beautiful spouse. He's so beautiful. I could feel his energy. So working, even him working with his hands because hands are very healing. So, you know, I'm gonna go a little, a little adulthood here. Like his hands should be touching the area of your breasts and massaging them and sending them love so that that energy can be pushed out as well. Um, also, as you're creating the, the milk for your children um, that you're nursing, that milk in itself can heal and start bringing down and condensing down and then for ultimately eradication of this 
um, <laughs> inflammation. So there is so many beautiful qualities within the body, but the number one thing to it is the DNA. The, D the DNA holds all the coding of your organs, your blood, your bones, even your past life memory, your future, and who are you, who you are currently. So if you think about it this way, you know, when a child is being conceived in a womb and how this beautiful soul begins to create itself, beginning from all aspects, the heart, the spine, the brain, and then how, how it starts growing itself in every organ. So the minute that you were conceived, go back to that moment in time energetically and start bridging in that original organic blueprint of the DNA because cancer begins with some kind of infringement within the DNA. So you're going to start doing theta work, going in this, and then you're going to feel yourself in that time and space when you were making your little kidneys or your skin, your organs, your stomach, and how you're making every part of the DNA because the DNA is going to hold all of it. And if you work within the DNA and you love and talk to the DNA, there's nothing that the DNA cannot heal for you. The DNA hears everything. And this is why a lot of people get cancer is because they're not hearing the DNA when it's talking. They're, they're, I'm sorry, they're not, um, they're talking to the DNA, speaking to it negatively. Now I'm going to give you lots of different be very, very versatile as far as these different experiences that I've heard. Now, Jill, your energy is so beautiful. I really do feel that it is related to um, what you mentioned, the birth control that you were taking. And some of us who are such strong and sensitive, empathic beings, if we take something that is that is inorganic, not organic, that is artificial, it can then soak in into different parts of the body and then be create make these things because we we took it we allowed for it to come into our body and then it fused into different parts of the body and then that's the result to it so um so i am just going to give you as many um potentials i can give you thank you i'm so excited i'm here for um one hour with you all and just let me know if you have any questions because i love to answer questions if that's okay um so okay The other thing is that you want to be doing is that sources found within the flame. You want to be building a fire with your family every day and holding a sacred circle. And on our platforms, on our channels, we've been talking about holding sacred circles and how powerful it is to save the children of Earth from all that we talk about, the pedophilia, the rings and all that. So imagine holding a sacred circle because you and your family are a legion. You're a literal benevolent legion and your and your you know your babies are little angels so in you your spouse your children holding a circle around a fire and then all of you visualizing talking to the dna that again that's within you telling it it's already healed it's already healed it's already healed and visualizing the the swollen lymph node the I'm not sure what they want to, what they call it uh, in your perspective tumor whatever it's called and that you see it, you see it condensing down and it goes down I am telling you right now there is nothing that your babies cannot do your babies are so powerful that if you have them send you love this can completely remove itself completely the babies of this earth the starseeds of this earth can heal and they are 
Oh my goodness, they are so divinely powerful. So giving them the choice, the option to be around you with that flame, which source is found in that flame, invoking on source through the flame, feeling the fire healing all of you as a as a family unit. Um, so powerful. <laughs> so let's see. Mm -hmm. So other things that can heal are like herbs and specifically natural herbs like fasting also is 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 something that would be very important for you um raw vegan huge because what happens is that the body starts purging out the lower density what's not a matching vibration to the source of light of the raw vegan intake dandelions are huge what the higher selves had told me the angels which who i talked to they said that dandelions are actually uh, a major key to healing all within us that and then they said that the whole entire dandelion is edible now of course you want to look into this yourself but the down to the flower down to the stems and down to the roots down to the root the root can be made into a tea the dandelions can be placed perhaps in your salads in your um same for the leaves and what they said is that the reason why they had the, you know, the weed, mm, the weed, you know, destroyers for dandelions is because they know that dandelions actually can heal. Because what energetically, what the dandelion is, is a formation of the sun, source sun, our beautiful sun. And that's why it's in a shape like that beautiful golden petals. And it carries the potence of the sun. And that's why it spreads everywhere. You can't stop it. So that's something that you could do. Start, you know, picking some of your dandelions and you're uh, really honoring and loving them. Um, Laura, I just wanted to admit, sorry, it's loud here. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to admit, thank you. It's all resonating with me. And um, with the dandelions too, one of, one of the messages I kept getting when I first got diagnosed was I need to clean my liver and just like how important the liver is as really relates to cancer and just healing from cancer. And I know that um, dandelion root, I think, is really good for the liver too. It is, it is. So think of also invoking, like, you know, we all, we all have children, right? So tangled, right? There's that flower. You could visualize that flower like entangle the, the dandelion and how it has this golden healing property. And you talk to it and you dance with it and you love on it. And as you're working with it, you give it thanks. And the love that you are emanating, because it's cancer cannot withstand love. Love is what transmutes, eradicates it. So you being the love, no matter what, even if you might have your days, because I understand that I had my days when I was going through the process as well. But no matter what, holding the space of love, and everything that you do, even down to using the restroom, releasing number one and number two, understanding that it all, it all is a sacred alchemy. Number one, you're releasing the water that went through your body that number two, you're releasing perhaps densities and darkness as well. Toxins that are coming out of your body and you're even as you're sitting there, you're healing yourself as you're using something as simple as we all do, you know, one and two. So everything you're doing you know cooking the food going to sleep the delta brainwave is the most powerful time that you can heal yeshua has taught me jesus that you can heal 
everything in sleep. So setting intentions, prayer within yourself, higher self tonight, I'm going to ask that I am healed from cancer, whatever this is, or if you don't want to call it that I am healed from this, you know, this negativity here that needs to be removed. I don't consent to it. I don't agree with it. I don't align with it. Higher self, heal me as I sleep. I am telling you, I healed myself in one month and you can do this as well. And anyone who's listening to this, you can do this. If you treat everything like a sacred ceremony and you embody and feel the sacred circles that are around you because they really are, Jillian. I see them around you. Sacred circles of angels around you just from biggest, from smallest to biggest. And everyone has that. All you have to do is call on them. That's it. And this energy is being frequency, waves of love, source of light is coming onto the space and you're that beacon they're there they've always been there with us um so yes and then one of the things i want to mention is that i hosted a retreat last year and i was teaching what the courses that we teach and during that i do a live session on a, someone who's chosen their name is picked out and as she and she actually was uh, a supposed cancer survivor. So when she was in the session, I had a really odd feeling about this doctor um, during her session. Something felt really, really off. So when I asked during the session, I asked her higher self, higher self, did she really have cancer? You know what the doc, what the her higher self said in her angel team? She didn't. She did not have cancer. And they what her higher self said was that the doctor lied. It was, if you guys know about what I talk about, it was a reptilian inside this doctor. Now I'm going to say not all, of course, doctors would be either reptilians or negative polarized entities. So there's, there's plenty of nice, beautiful ones out there. But in her perspective, it was a negative entity. And their system, so they explained the system of how the system is set up so that even people who don't have actually cancer, they are told they have cancer just so that they could put them on chemo. And what happens is that when they insert the chemo into themselves, which is the radioactive chemicals, it's like microwave type of chemicals that are inside your body. And then what this radioactive toxins do is that they attack and destroy the cells inside your body. When they destroy your cells, your body is so vigilant and magnificent. What does your body do? It recreates the cells. So what they're doing is that they're ingesting, and I so love Jillian that you know that you shouldn't do that, um, is what they're doing is that they're attacking the cells, destroying them, and then of course the body regenerates. Because just like I explained, the little tiny baby in that womb can regenerate everything. So um, so that's what they explained as far as um, the medical industry. So their main goal is to even diagnose people who don't have it because the persons, I mean, do they really know if they have it or not? And then what they do is that they put the person in such a triggered low density and vibration that then they create the cancer. So then the chemo actually goes in and destroys the cells, but it doesn't just destroy the cells, it stays inside the person's organs cells everything and so this person that um was in this session their higher self explained that actually she needed more healing because of the chemo that if she would have ever had cancer 
because her organs literally were so destroyed and eaten up at by the chemo itself. So the people who are surviving the chemo is not because of the chemo, they're surviving cancer because their body was always made to heal itself. The cells we always regenerate. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. Um, I know. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I know someone had a question about, I think it's when you were talking about um, like mm -hmm. DNA, how we can hold the trauma from our ancestral line. Um, I feel that. I feel like my um, lineage has had some hardships that perhaps I'm I'm holding on to. Um, is there a way that that we can go into that and like heal it if we're not very conscious of it? Like we can't you know recall memories of it. Well, the easiest way for you is if you wanted a guided meditation. I have like thirty guided meditations under my. Uh, YouTube, Rumble, all those platforms where they take you to a past life if you want. But what I suggest always is that you are your healer, right? So you can start meditating and asking. So dream time again will be very important. And also the in-between of the theta. The, the theta is the in-between. We're in and out of these different brainwaves all day long. So that's where your key is. Finding all those levels of different brainwaves. So anytime we take a deep breath, and we relax we're already in it's just as simple so also removing any programming or blocking blockages on our consciousness and also laura mentioned that you're an astrologer so you're already familiar with the theta brainwave because when we channel and we get this inner knowledge and wisdom it's already flowing through us but you know what's hardest for us is that we're we can always assist others but to heal ourselves oh no <laughs> like ah uh, you know can i get answers for myself you're like because all this false programming on earth and you know, the way we're grown up, it's so on. But go into your mind, your consciousness, and the key is your imagination. Your imagination is one and the same with the third eye. It's not separate. There are glands, the thylamos, the pituitary, the pineal gland, all these glands, seven major glands that we teach about basically hold the whole entire third eye. This third eye then is your imagination. So when you have like daydreams or visualizations they're actually what they are they're vision they're visions they're not like make-believe so what you want to be start doing is going into your imagination in surrender and in flow and trusting that you can get your own answers and as you do that you're going to start getting pieces and pieces back so doing a sacred ceremony with fire again uh, using some herbs some oils candles branches stones creating a sacred circle and then what you're going to ask them for the fire source is even if you can't remember if you have had a past life trauma or an ancestral lineage of energy that you're carrying in your dna that's causing this whatever it is higher self i understand that maybe perhaps i'm not in the awareness and the consciousness level to really remember exactly what this is but higher self i am telling you right now i am ready to heal from it I am ready. I have learned the lessons. I love myself. I love my family. I love everyone who loves me. I love Earth. I love the children of Earth. I love the animals. I love this beautiful creation. I love life. Most importantly, my beautiful husband, Zen, recently wrote a quote that says, live to love. And I think it's so special. 
It's so simple. Live to love. And when you do that and you embody this love, what happens is that source will hear you, of course, and your higher self will hear you. And all of these densities and things that might be causing any illness or disease will just, just fall apart, destroy. Also, of course, you already know, perhaps, you know, ensuring that you don't eat any sugar because sugar is somehow alchemized with artificial intelligence in some form. They put some kind of powder or energetic black magic sorcery that the you know the illuminati does they put it the sugar basically feeds the cancer so definitely don't be eating any sugar because then if you don't give the the cancerous cells the food the sugar the processed sugar then it can't multiply it's going to not have anything to eat it's going to starve you can say and then when it starves it's just going to transmute out and i don't know if i answer your question <laughs> Yes, I think I did. Yeah, the sugar thing is really important. I haven't had sugar since my diagnosis or carbs because carbs turns into glucose and it feeds on glucose. But um, unfortunately, it finds other pathways too. I think the just the um, being tuned into that frequency of love, though, is, is something that's really important. And um, that's an important reminder. I have been practicing. Have you heard of the Hawaiian um, Ho'oponopono Ono, I believe it's called? Yes, I have. Very powerful, very beautiful. Hawaiian language is light language. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I have a negative um, emotion come up or, or feeling, you know, I am basically taking responsibility to transmute it. And I'll say, um, thank you. I love you. I forgive you. And it basically puts you into a, a state of um, being more neutral so that you can get kind of out of the negative emotions. Yes, I love that. Thank you. Um, it is hard, though, because you'll have your days where you're going to feel like, mm, can I overcome this? You feel a little, a little sad, you know, sorrow in your heart. And then when you feel like that, just honor those emotions don't feel like oh my gosh i'm you know like don't blame yourself again and like why am i not in my highest love light perhaps that day you're just really transmuting a lot more density and this negativity versus than another day um so constantly scanning everything and i think someone was asking about the sugar we're, processed sugar basically any processed sugar dates would have natural sugar unless they specifically injected it with some kind of um, inversion of sugar which they have been doing that unfortunately injecting the food and the vegetables with some of that kind of chemicals that can cause that mm -hmm. yeah and spike proteins are such a thing too these days right oh yes the spike proteins through the people who have um, had the vaccinations as well that is causing also cancer to some people and also causing cancers in, in the you know the dogs their animal companions um so yeah uh shielding against that again like every everyone everyone every day you as you write your book you should step into the empowerment and call on source and say source i am organic therefore i will only allow organic true source of light to be among me and within me i am crystalline therefore everything that i intake everything that i am is crystalline i am beautiful and as 
these, um, as you set these intentions and you're doing your force use of love light that exists within your heart and all around you of creation, you set those intentions like things like spike protein or, or anything that might be causing the, even the chemtrails. If you shield these chemtrails, basically are not a matching vibration. These metals are not a matching vibration to who you are. Therefore, they will bounce off, fall, fall away. And it's just, it's about that mind, the consciousness and holding that space day that yes, you can hold that space in that profound way that none of that works on you. None of it because you don't consent to it and you are love. So whatever's not love surrounded by your force fields and shields will not be able to enter. Oh, I have a question. Yes. I was just thinking about the importance of like the deep breath work, you know, the mitochondrial DNA, because, you know, when you think of cancer and then the astrological sign cancer connected to the mother, there's such an attack on the divine mother energy on the planet. And it just seems like this is the next level, you know, where we see also with the transgenderism, you know, a lot of um, men who are, you know, becoming women that are competing in these kind of sports and then just, you know, cancer being, you know, that's the energy of the mother, you know, so I feel it's so correlated with the patriarchal programs that are so embedded in us. And I just, just started thinking about that and just the breath and everything that you're sharing is just so incredible. But I, I uh, just wanted to add that, like, um, just the correlation of that astrological sign, the Saturn moon matrix and the dark technologies, and just everything you're sharing about, you know, what's in the food and, and how to transmute that with the bioweapons is so I guess that's not a question, but I just wanted to just insert that. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I agree. And I love what Jillian was saying as well as how oxygen starts transmuting the the cells that are cancerous that are destroying the other cells. So absolutely, breath would be very important. As you take that breath, you breathe in belief in yourself that you can heal. And you breathe out any non-belief. And you breathe in belief in yourself. You could accomplish anything and you breathe out what you feel that is blocking you that makes you feel that you can't accomplish anything. So breath will be huge down to as you're looking at everything through your physical eyes and your third eye, looking at every particle of the oxygen because you can do that with your third eye and then alchemizing it and transmuting it so that it's like golden little tiny little suns, suns of oxygen that is going in and then you're going to feel it spread throughout the body and then these suns are going to go after those cancerous cells and you could do this too like where while you're doing a toroidosphere because we teach how to work with a toroidosphere and the sun so you could do these in combination too not separately do it all together sit in front of the sun in the grass where the magnetic field of mother earth is pulling out all the dark cells dark eons that are inside of you and then the sun is recharging you also, the moon is very powerful. The organic moon of Grandmother Moon, as we used to call her when we were indigenous, she pulls out, she has this magnetic field inside of her that is like a star, and it pulls out all the darkness. And that's why when the water and the earth rises, every, every time it goes dark, because the moon magnetically pulls out specifically the inversions in the darkness she is that light in the infinite darkness for us so working again with the elements and and you know um laura was talking about astrology asking for all these elements to assist you in your healing process 
um, plants would be huge. You want to ensure, <laughs> of course, look at my plants here. <laughs> um, you want to have plants in every single room, specifically in the room perhaps that you sleep in, because the plants will provide the oxygen for you that then you will talk to your plants and you will tell your plants to help you heal from this. See how you're using every tool and every quality of every detail of your life to heal yourself, there is no way that anything can stop the self-healing. We're using all the beauties around you. The plants, you can code it into them as they have their own DNA coding as well. Thank you for being here within this space. I love you, honor you, and respect you as we always teach. Assist me, provide me with the oxygen so that my body can soak in this oxygen and feel it so that we can eradicate these cancerous cells. Um, also, yeah, go ahead. I love when you said earlier about treating everything as a sacred ceremony. And I think that's just a really important reminder. And you kind of brought that up again, um, what you were just talking about. But I think it's easy to forget that. But it, by doing that, it really like puts you in the moment, in the present too. And beautiful way to live. Most beautiful way to live because in the now we're creating it. So, um, I was recently talking to my beautiful husband and we were talking about this vision that was shown. So how important our current us in the presence are, presence is. But if you think about it though, in the future, that, per, that being of us is still present. And then also the past us is still present as well. So every version of us, whether it's in the now, future, past, are present. So it's so important that you utilize the future you, the one that has overcome this cancer, whoever you are who is listening to this, talk to that you who has overcome it. And you start connecting to her. And then you're also going to talk to the, of course, the past life you. Perhaps you can visualize her like the inner child, giving her hugs, telling her she's loved, just embracing her constantly in your imagination, in your third eye. But that you has all the keys. So in what ways have you reached out through the quantum realm to your future you? And even the you, not just say a year from now, the you for tomorrow, the you had that has densified and removed this infringement within you. The, um, and also going back to, so oh, the way that they were showing that is that, um, as I was talking to my husband, the future you is found energetically in the crown, the current you, which is always present, whether it's in the present, future or past, is always found in the heart space and the past is found in the root. So these, it's like these three dimensions of energy are, they are interacting with one another all at the same time. So it's not just a you now, it's all versions of these three versions of you that are so sacred, like the Holy Trinity of you. And then you are working with them to help all of them align like the infinity symbol. Because the you is at the center of the infinity symbol. And then this is your future you, past you, present, future, current, past you. And how infinitely you're connected to this beingness. And then also, so you could envision like colors, like the chakra spectrum, and then these three realms of you who are all together in one space like a fan and that power of you can pull in into the present you now and activate and heal everything 
everything. <laughs> Questions? I know that Peggy yeah. had a question about um, astral projection. Do you work with that at all? She thought maybe um, you know you could heal through astral projection. I don't know what your thoughts to that are. Yeah, so astral projection, um, basically, it's like your astral form. You're visualizing what it is that you want to create. So then your creational space as a mother specifically as the divine feminine that we are and it goes back to what laura talked about the transgenderism she's always right on point laura i love you <laughs> because what's happening with the transgenderism is that they're oppressing the creational space of the female they're oppressing the female the divine feminine and if we oppress the divine feminine who create timelines within their womb space who birth the organic literal ascension within our creational spaces, we oppress that and we hold that back. I mean, the history, history, inverted history of oppressing the female. That is what they're doing with transgenderism. They're holding back the womb space, the feminine power of birthing, of healing, of we are the creators of creation as well as the masculine in us. But, you know, there's different versions where the egg, they're the, the sperm. So, um, yeah, I wanted to add that, and that's really the goal. That's why they're creating all those confusions and really unlocking and unleashing our power of the womb because that's something that you can use, your reproductive system, your ovaries, your womb, especially after you had your beautiful babies or all beings who are here who have had babies. That energy, imagine the beauties that it took for you to create that one baby, how beautiful that is. Ah. <sighs> And that energy of this infinite source of light that you created the most beautiful baby with, you use it to heal your breasts and nurturing again. So, goodness, talking to every part of you is just huge. Um, do, do we have any other questions? This is just so amazing, Aurora. I'm so grateful. This is just beautiful. Yeah, okay. I'm looking in the chats. Yeah. This is my this is my latest one. Oh, oh. <laughs> hi, baby! You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Our little lion gate baby. Ah, your most powerful healer. <laughs> beautiful. So when one like goes into like remission, how how does one? What kind of daily thing? I mean, it it must be just besides it going into remission, like a daily practice just to keep it at bay, right? Like what what sort of recommendations of, you know, once something is um, like not in the danger zone anymore, you know, the one's lifestyle has to completely support that remission's like staying in place, right? Do you want to talk to us about that? Like once you recovered? Absolutely, because what happens to us is that we go through this trauma, right? And then we hold that trauma inside of us. And now after we go through and we heal ourselves from something as cancer or whatever it is, that trauma is still held a bit in our DNA and our essence. So then, then we need to mentally, emotionally work within ourselves to, hey, I've done this. I've overcome it. I am in remission. I do. I no longer have this. So therefore, this is not allowed within my space anymore. I honor you, body, I, my sacred temple. I love you. And no longer will I ever um, consciously put toxins into the body. And it's okay if 
Sometimes you might eat something that might have some toxins. It's okay. You ask for it to alchemize it, but don't make it a, you know, a trend. But it will be about stepping yourself out of the mindset that you've healed from this and that, you know, you're in, you are already healed and that you no longer have to go through that again, that you've learned the lessons because really all that, that teaches us these different things through illness and disease, it's, it's about learning the lessons. And once we figure out the lessons and how we are love and everything's love or whatever the lesson is that's holding you back, that's giving you cancer. Once you learn that lesson, then you will not, you will ensure not to repeat it. And then you ensure that no focused negativity of any kind, because again, that's what cancer causes cancer, is allowed within your space. Then it will be about doing things organically, lovingly, honoring yourself, listening to your voice, your inner heart, and following your heart in every which way. And also letting go finally of the trauma, because you will continue to to carry that trauma and that in itself your own fear that's causing the trauma going back to that um, beautiful soul who the doctor told her she had cancer and she didn't they wanted to put her in a fear state because they know also fear can cause cancer so if they if also if you believe it then you create it so um so it'll be a lot of being gentle and loving and sacred to yourself and stop beating yourself up we often beat ourselves up we're so hard on ourselves we're so loving to everyone else but we're so hard on ourselves and um so no none of that no more because i mean if you want to live life like okay source how would source feel this how would source treat me would source treat me like this how i'm treating myself no source would not source is the most beautiful infinite source of light embodiment so being source here and being a walking, talking little sun on earth of source light. Breathing, feeling, smelling, <laughs> embodying that through all forms. So this sun energy that you will carry it. Uh, I've talked to um, Nostradamus is who taught me that he told me, taught me how to scry through through viewing on water. He taught me how every cell within the body, how the sun it soaks into every cell of the body. So for example, when your son bathing, how every part of that sun can go into the skin and that it alchemizes it and heals every infinite cell within your body. So ensuring that you're visualizing, feeling all parts of your body into tiny little cells of golden little suns, a source. So it will be a lot of that, like a lasso, it's a lot of fire, like we becoming our the phoenix, the dragon, and embodying that phoenix fire within us where we are encasing ourselves in fire. Because another thing is through the quantum realm is that phoenix fire, dragon fire, source flame, eternal flame, this alchemizes and transmutes everything so igniting your body on fire energetically plasmically through flames is another powerful way as you're using the turretosphere pulling in the sun's energy igniting yourself feeling that fire coming out from a physical fire onto you that heat from it and every time you feel like you have any kind of doubts or you're in remission and you think that you oh my gosh what if i get it again you're like nope i'm not doing that to myself anymore i do not consent to myself talking to myself like that 
and you ignite yourself on fire and you hold that space and you hold it you hold it until you feel different you feel better you feel lighter and truly i mean i know this this is a you know like a a beautiful you know charity for her jillian and her family but truly all that we've mentioned are forms that we can heal from anything and it doesn't matter what it is whatever disease and illness so i really hope that you've all have found this uh, very um beautifully empowering and as soul activating where you have dna so activated your soul so that you can then start speaking singing to the soul because that's another thing it's like how many times are we dancing are we dancing so I've, I've had sessions where you know um there was a recent session i had where her beautiful twin flame had passed away in this indigenous life and they were putting him um through a sacred ceremony and through the sacred ceremony the way that she could assist her twin flame to pass on was she was dancing you would think that that would be insane right like at a funeral dancing and I asked her, why are you dancing? And she said, I'm dancing so I can create the flow and the energy. And it can vibrate through me so that I can assist my twin flame from passing on. So we forget that dance in all ways is sacred. You know, even when you're writing an email, looking at um, whatever you're reading, dance with it, dance with it if it, if it aligns with you. Because dance heals again everything because it lifts you in the vibration it flows with the energy yes it's a celebration thank you michael and you're celebrating yourself celebrate yourself and already see yourself healed and then will happen i've been here i've had people who were literally in their deathbeds thin thin bones and they have self-healed and i know that you can self-heal just like i am here holding the space for this beautiful group and whoever watches in the future i'm holding the most grandest beautiful space because i know that we all can heal